Section 3 of An Inquiry into the Effects of Ardent Spirits Upon the Human Body and Mind by Benjamin Rush, M.D. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Part 3. We now come to the third part of this inquiry, that is, to mention the remedies for the evils which are brought on by the excessive use of distilled spirits. These remedies divide themselves into two kinds. One, such as are proper to cure a fit of drunkenness, and two, such as are proper to prevent its recurrence and to destroy a desire for ardent spirits. 1. I am aware that the efforts of science and humanity in applying their resources to the cure of a disease induced by an act of vice will meet with a cold reception from many people. But let such people remember the subjects of our remedies are their fellow creatures, and that the miseries brought upon human nature by its crimes are as much the subjects of divine compassion which we are bound to imitate as are the distresses which are brought upon men by the crimes of other people or which they bring upon themselves by ignorance or accidents let us not then pass by the prostrate sufferer from strong drink but administer to him the same relief we would afford to a fellow-creature in a similar state from an accidental and innocent cause. 1. The first thing to be done to cure a fit of drunkenness is to open the collar, if in a man, and remove all tight ligatures from every other part of the body. The head and shoulders should at the same time be elevated, so as to favor a more feeble determination of the blood to the brain. 2. The contents of the stomach should be discharged by thrusting a feather down the throat. It often restores the patient immediately to his senses and feet, should it fail of exciting a puking. 3. A napkin should be wrapped round the head and wetted an hour or two with cold water, or cold water should be poured in a stream upon the head. In the latter way I have sometimes seen it used when a boy in the city of Philadelphia. It was applied, by dragging the patient, when found drunk in the street, to a pump, and pumping water upon his head for ten or fifteen minutes. The patient generally rose and walked off, sober and sullen, after the use of this remedy. Other remedies, less common, but not less effectual for a fit of drunkenness, are 4. Plunging the whole body into cold water a number of gentlemen who had drunken to intoxication on board of a ship in the stream near Fells Point, at Baltimore, in consequence of their reeling in a small boat on their way to the shore in the evening, overset it and fell into the water. Several boats from the shore hurried to their relief. They were all picked up and went home perfectly sober to their families. 5. Terror a number of young merchants, who had drunken together in a compting house on James River above thirty years ago, until they were intoxicated, were carried away by a sudden rise of the river from an immense fall of rain. They floated several miles with the current in their little cabin half filled with water. An island in the river arrested it. When they reached the shore that saved their lives, they were all sober. It is probable terror assisted in the cure of the persons who fell into the water at Baltimore. 6. The Excitement of a Fit of Anger 
the late dr witherspoon used to tell the story of a man in scotland who was always cured of a fit of drunkenness by being made angry the mean chosen for that purpose was a singular one it was talking against religion seven a severe whipping this remedy acts by exciting a revulsion of the blood from the brain to the external parts of the body eight profuse sweats by means of this evacuation nature sometimes cures a fit of drunkenness their good effects are obvious in laborers whom quarts of spirits taken in a day will seldom intoxicate while they sweat freely if the patient be unable to swallow warm drinks in order to produce sweats they may be excited by putting him in a warm bath or wrapping his body in blankets under which should be placed half a dozen hot bricks or bottles filled with hot water nine bleeding this remedy should always be used where the former ones have been prescribed to no purpose or where there is reason to fear from the long duration of the disease a material injury may be done to the brain it is hardly necessary to add that each of the above remedies should be regulated by the grade of drunkenness and the greater or less degree in which the intellects are affected in it two the remedies which are proper to prevent the recurrence of fits of drunkenness and to destroy the desire for ardent spirits are religious metaphysical and medical i shall briefly mention them one many hundred drunkards have been cured of their desire for ardent spirits by a practical belief in the doctrines of the christian religion examples of the divine efficacy of christianity for this purpose have lately occurred in many parts of the united states two a sudden sense of the guilt contracted by drunkenness and of its punishment in a future world it once cured a gentleman in philadelphia who in a fit of drunkenness attempted to murder a wife whom he loved upon being told of it when he was sober he was so struck with the enormity of the crime he had nearly committed that he never tasted spirituous liquors afterwards three a sudden sense of shame of the efficacy of this deep-seated principle in the human bosom in curing drunkenness i shall relate three remarkable instances a farmer in england who had been many years in the practice of coming home intoxicated from a market town one day observed appearances of rain while he was in market his hay was cut and ready to be housed to save it he returned in haste to his farm before he had taken his customary dose of grog upon coming into his house one of his children a boy of six years old ran to his mother and cried out oh mother father is come home and he is not drunk the father who heard this exclamation was so severely rebuked by it that he suddenly became a sober man a noted drunkard was once followed by a favorite goat to a tavern into which he was invited by his master and drenched with some of his liquor the poor animal staggered home with his master a good deal intoxicated the next day he followed him to his accustomed tavern when the goat came to the door he paused his master made signs to him to follow him into the house the goat stood still an attempt was made to thrust him into the tavern 
he resisted as if struck with the recollection of what he suffered from being intoxicated the night before his master was so much affected by a sense of shame in observing the conduct of his goat to be so much more rational than his own that he ceased from that time to drink spirituous liquors a gentleman in one of the southern states who had nearly destroyed himself by strong drink was remarkable for exhibiting the grossest marks of folly in his fits of intoxication one evening sitting in his parlor he heard an uncommon noise in his kitchen he went to the door and peeped through the keyhole from whence he saw one of his negroes diverting his fellow-servants by mimicking his master's gestures and conversation when he was drunk the sight overwhelmed him with shame and distress and instantly became the means of his reformation four the association of the idea of ardent spirits with a painful or disagreeable impression upon some part of the body has sometimes cured the love of strong drink i once tempted a negro man who was habitually fond of ardent spirits to drink some rum which i placed in his way and in which i had put a few grains of tartar emetic the tartar sickened and puked him to such a degree that he supposed himself to be poisoned i was much gratified by observing he could not bear the sight nor smell of spirits for two years afterwards i have heard of a man who was cured of the love of spirits by working off a puke by large draughts of brandy and water and i know a gentleman who in consequence of being affected with a rheumatism immediately after drinking some toddy when overcome with fatigue and exposure to the rain has ever since loathed that liquor only because it was accidentally associated in his memory with the recollection of the pain he suffered from his disease this appeal to that operation of the human mind which obliges it to associate ideas accidentally or otherwise combined for the cure of vice is very ancient it was resorted to by moses when he compelled the children of israel to drink the solution of the golden calf which they had idolized in water this solution if made as it most probably was by means of what is called hepar sulfurous was extremely bitter and nauseous and could never be recollected afterwards without bringing into equal detestation the sin which subjected them to the necessity of drinking it our knowledge of this principle of association upon the minds and conduct of men should lead us to destroy by means of other impressions the influence of all those circumstances with which the recollection and desire of spirits are combined some men drink only in the morning some at noon and some at night some men drink only on a market day some at one tavern only and some only in one kind of company now by finding a new and interesting employment or subject of conversation for drunkards at the usual times in which they have been accustomed to drink and by restraining them by the same means from those places and companions which suggested to them the idea of ardent spirits their habits of intemperance may be completely destroyed in the same way the periodical returns of appetite and a desire of sleep have been destroyed in an hundred instances the desire for strong drink differs from each of them in being of an artificial nature 
and therefore not disposed to return after being chased for a few weeks from the system five the love of ardent spirits has sometimes been subdued by exciting a counter-passion in the mind a citizen of philadelphia had made many unsuccessful attempts to cure his wife of drunkenness at length despairing of her reformation he purchased a hogshead of rum and after tapping it left the key in the door of the room in which it was placed as if he had forgotten it his design was to give his wife an opportunity of drinking herself to death she suspected this to be his motive in what he had done and suddenly left off drinking resentment here became the antidote to intemperance six a diet consisting wholly of vegetables cured a physician in maryland of drunkenness probably by lessening that thirst which is always more or less excited by animal food seven blisters to the ankles which were followed by an unusual degree of inflammation once suspended the love of ardent spirits for one month in a lady in this city the degrees of her intemperance may be conceived of when i add that her grocer's account for brandy alone amounted annually to one hundred pounds pennsylvania currency for several years eight a violent attack of an acute disease has sometimes destroyed a habit of drinking distilled liquors i attended a notorious drunkard in the yellow fever in the year seventeen ninety eight who recovered with the loss of his relish for spirits which has i believe continued ever since nine a salivation has lately performed a cure of drunkenness in a person in virginia the new disease excited in the mouth and throat while it rendered the action of the smallest quantity of spirits upon them painful was happily calculated to destroy the disease in the stomach which prompts to drinking as well as to render the recollection of them disagreeable by the laws of association formerly mentioned ten i have known an oath taken before a magistrate to drink no more spirits produce a perfect cure of drunkenness it is sometimes cured in this way in ireland persons who take oaths for this purpose are called affidavit men eleven an advantage would probably arise from frequent representations being made to drunkards not only of the certainty but of the suddenness of death from habits of intemperance i have heard of two persons being cured of the love of ardent spirits by seeing death suddenly induced by fits of intoxication in the one case in a stranger and in the other in an intimate friend twelve it has been said that the disuse of spirits should be gradual but my observations authorize me to say that persons who have been addicted to them should abstain from them suddenly and entirely taste not handle not touch not should be inscribed upon every vessel that contains spirits in the house of a man who wishes to be cured of habits of intemperance to obviate for a while the debility which arises from the sudden abstraction of the stimulus of spirits laudanum or bitters infused in water should be taken and perhaps a larger quantity of beer or wine than is consistent with the strictest rules of temperate living by the temporary use of these substitutes for spirits i have never known the transition to sober habits to be attended with any bad effects 
but often with permanent health of body and peace of mind. End of section three. End of An Inquiry into the Effects of Ardent Spirits upon the Human Body and Mind, with an Account of the Means of Preventing and of the Remedies for Curing Them, by Benjamin Rush, M.D.